Amen. Amen. Union Wesley, um, I mentioned to you today that today at 6 o'clock p.m., um, the yams for our entire denomination are having an international prayer call. I mention it because there's a prayer that's going to be done by one of our own members. Brittany, who is the co-coordinator of YAMS at Union Wesley, will be offering the prayer for the entire connection and the entire denomination. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're proud of, of Brittany and how God is using her. Union Wesley, let me call your attention very quickly just to a couple of verses of scripture. I want to read again verses 5 and 6 of the gospel according to St. John, John chapter 5. Let me read again verses 5 and 6 where it says this. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. Verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie and knew he had been now a long time in that case, saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Union Wesley, I want to share with you a simple thought, and the simple thought is this. How bad do you want it? I want to talk today about how bad do you want it? Can you look at your seat partner and say to them, how bad do you want it? Come on, look at your other seat partner and say to them, how bad do you want it? Yeah, how, how bad? I mean, you, you said you want it. The question today is how bad? How bad do you want it? Amen. Come on, Union Wesley, let's go to work. What does it really take to get someone to the point of taking the initiative to do something about changing one's own life? Can I say that again? The question is, what does it really take to get someone to the point to take the initiative to do something about changing his or her own life. I'm not talking about changing somebody else's life. I'm talking about the change when it comes to my life and no one else. What does it take to get someone to take the initiative about changing his or her own life? What, what does it take to get a person to take action for doing something necessary about changing and making one's own life whole. What does it take for a person to have enough, hear the word, gumption? What does it take for a person to have enough moxie? What does it take for a person to have enough get up and go to do something, hear me somebody, anything 
about changing one's own life to bring about wholeness. There are some things when it comes to change and wholeness, if it's going to happen, you're going to have to be the one to make it happen. Hear me, there are some things when it comes to change and wholeness, if it's going to be done, you and I are the ones that have got to make it happen. Because the truth of the matter is, ain't nobody going to do it for you. Ain't nobody going to drop it in your lap. If change is going to happen, where you want change to happen, then you and I are going to have to do something to bring about the change that we see needs to take place. Are you listening to me? Union Wesley, your family can't do it for you. Hear me, even your best friend cannot do it for you. I don't know who you're supporting in 2020, but hear me, Joe Biden can't do it. Elizabeth Warren can't make it happen. And Bernie Sanders can't make it happen. Hear me, if change and wholeness is going to happen, then you and I are going to have to participate in the change that we said we want to see or that we want to happen. You I knew you weren't going to say amen right there. Because we believe that we can pray everything away. Or we can pray everything into existence. We believe that we can fast and that's enough. But hear me, I came in here this morning to tell somebody that you and I must get up off our rusty, dusty, and there are some things, if it's going to happen, we're going to have to take the initiative and make it happen. Somebody needs to say, I know that's right. Amen. Listen, you can look in your own house. You can look in your own family. You can look at your own finances and you know if something is going to happen, it's going to happen because we took the initiative. We're the instruments that God used to make it happen. In this text, Jesus gives some indicators as to how he would handle or how he would deal with self help people people who say they want change people who say I want better in this area of my life people who say I want to be whole Jesus deals with this self-help group the text says this is the time of the feast of the Jews Jesus being a good Jew comes to Jerusalem for the feast while Jesus is there we are introduced to the pool called Bethesda which is by the Bible says the sheep gate the sheep gate is important because this is the gate through which sheep were brought into the temple so that sheep might be sacrificed and might be offered unto God are you with me Union Wesley Bethesda is translated three ways house of mercy house of grace or thirdly house of outpouring water do you see the picture Union Wesley 
I said it's translated three different ways. House of mercy, house of grace, house of outpouring water. They are at the pool of Bethesda, the house of mercy. But everybody at the pool is in a mess. Did you hear what I said? Everybody at the pool is in a mess. Impotent and disabled people are there. Blind folk are there. The lame and the paralyzed, the withered hands, they are all at the pool of Bethesda. They are at the house of mercy. But nobody looks like they have been the recipient or the benefactor of the mercy that's at the pool. Are you with me, Union Wesley? At the house of mercy. But everybody is in a mess. And I wonder if that's true for us. At the house of mercy. But we're either in a mess. We're either coming out of a mess. Or guess what, somebody? We're about to go in a mess. At the house of mercy. In need of a blessing from the Lord. We in the right place, somebody. They all have gathered together with this mystical belief that, a certain, that at a certain time an angel would come down and would trouble the water and whoever stepped in the water first, they would be the one and only to be healed. So they have come to the house of mercy. Hear me somebody, looking for a trick. Looking for a trick to make them better or a trick to make them whole. Hear me, Union Wesley? Sometimes that's like the church of Jesus Christ. People come to church looking for a trick. A trick to make them better and a trick to make them whole. People come running to Bethesda Emmy Zion Church looking for a trick. Looking for God to be like their cosmic bellhop or their genie in a bottle. Looking for God to give them whatever they ask God for. Even if what I ask God for is not for my good. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? People believe that if I can just get the trick. If I can just... Get the right trick to work in my life. Then my life will be changed. And I will be whole. The right trick. The right scripture. The right trick. The right book of the Bible. The right trick. The right group. Or the right association. We believe if I can just have the right trick. If I can throw enough seed offering on the altar, then all of my problems and all of my issues would disappear because I got the right trick. Can I help somebody this morning? You need to understand that this is the church of Jesus Christ. This is not Universal Circus. This is not Showtime at the Apollo. This is not reality TV this is the church of Jesus Christ let me help you somebody we don't do tricks up in here 
If you want tricks, you ought to go someplace else. This is the church, the place of the promise, the place where the power of God flows in this place. We don't, we don't, we don't do tricks. Not in the church of Jesus Christ. Listen, you'd be better off going to the Fillmore. You would be better off going to Capital One Arena, but don't come to God's house looking for a trick. God does not respond in trickery. God wants to bring change. God wants us to be whole. God wants us to be whole, not just on Sunday, but when I go home on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and even Saturday. He wants change and wholeness. Anybody know that's right? The text says, and an angel of the Lord came down and troubled the water. And whosoever stepped in first, that's who got the healing. So listen, so they got tricks. And then they got competition. Look at the text. Whoever stepped in first. That's a competition. And you know what I wonder? I wonder if the spirit of competition has crept up in the church of Jesus Christ. Fight to be recognized. Fight for position. Fight to be noticed. We need to understand that the spirit of competition is out there but the spirit of competition ought not be in the church of Jesus Christ hear me somebody we on the same team which is the Lord's team they are competing to see who gets in the water first hear me somebody Jesus shows up in this predicament with these conditions Jesus shows up in a place that is full of sick folk he shows up in a place that is full of needy people hear me somebody you and I ought to be hallelujah happy and thank you Jesus glad that the God that we serve is a God that shows up where people are in need is there anybody here who can remember a time in your life when you needed something and God stepped in in the place that you needed? I dare you to give the Lord some praise for meeting your needs. Thank you, Lord, for meeting my needs. That's why I worship him. That's why I praise him. Because I had a need. And the Lord stepped in. And met me at my place of need. Somebody say amen. Notice if you will. Jesus walks in to this crowded place. Filled with people in need. And he walks past everybody else to get to this one man who had been in his condition 
for 38 years. He walks past hurting people to get to this hurting man. He walks over blind people to get to this man who's been in this condition for 38 years. He ignores some lame people just to get to this one man or this one person. Hear me somebody? I got good news for you today. You might be the one. Today might be your day. The day that Jesus steps over your seat partner just to get to where you are. You might be the person that Jesus steps around somebody else just to get to you. You might be the one today that Jesus bypasses everybody else just to get to you. Oh, that's good news for somebody. That Jesus would avoid everybody else just to get to you. Now, if you believe that, you ought to say amen like you mean it. Now, if you don't stand in need of anything, you can sit there and be quiet. But if you know you got a need and you want to be the one today, you ought to say amen. 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 I'm, I'm not by myself this morning. Amen. Listen, you can preach the gospel elder and still have needs. You can lead Bible study. You can lead prayer meet and still have needs. You can play instruments and still have needs. You can quote scripture and still have needs. But I'm so glad that the God that we serve steps over and bypasses others just to bless you with what you need. You and Wesley, I'm almost done, but the question is, why this man? Out of all of the other people, why this brother? I believe this man was chosen because he has been in his position for 38 years. He has been sick for most of his life. The text says Jesus knew that he had been struggling with his condition, text says, for a long time. I believe Jesus picks this brother out because how long? For 38 years, he's been in his condition. Here it is, somebody. For 38 years, he's been in his condition for 38 years. Hear me, somebody. And this man still keeps showing up. Did you hear me? For 38 years, this brother keeps on showing up. For 38 years, he's had an issue, but he keeps on showing up at the pool of Bethesda. Things have not gone his way, but he keeps on showing up. Hear me, somebody? Things may not be good in your house, but hear me, keep showing up. Things may not be right with your money, but keep showing up. Things may not be right in your relationship, but keep on showing up. I want you to understand, God blesses those that keep on showing up. Is there anybody here who's keep on showing up? 
You got some issues, but you keep showing up. You got some problems, but you keep on showing up. Things are not perfect in every area of your life. But God honors and he blesses those that keep on showing up. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't believe everybody got it all together all the time. Sometimes it's just, I'm going to keep on showing up. I'm, I'm done. But listen, what I'm saying here is this brother, Elder, he has consistency. Oh, you, you say you want change. You say that you want to be made whole. You say you want to be what God has put you on the planet to be. Oh, my brother, if that's going to happen, it requires consistency. Somebody say consistency. It requires consistency. Here's, hear me. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do, and they do it consistently. Can I say it again, somebody? Successful people are people who do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do and they do it consistently. Consistency, folk don't say amen about consistency. Because consistency is not attractive. Consistency, Reg, it's not sexy. Consistency is not appealing, Brother Baker. Consistency... It's not always fun. Consistency is not always enjoyable. Who told you? You were going to have fun all the time. Who told you? It was going to be a joy every day of your life. Is there a husband or a wife in the house that knows that it had always been enjoyable? God bless us. When we are Consistent. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? I'm done. Consistency beats talent all day and every day. You can be as talented as you want, but if you lack consistency, it'll never happen. Consistency trumps luck. Ain't no such thing as luck for a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear me, somebody. God honors consistency. God blesses folk that are stable. God blesses people that are steady. Not some of the time, but all the time. God blesses people he can count on. God blesses people that are reliable. God blesses people that are loyal. Not fickle, fair-weather friends. With you today. Not with you tomorrow. The Lord honors and blesses consistency. Union Wesley. If we want God to bring change in our personal lives. If we want God to bring change in our collective life. God honors consistency. I'm done. Look at your seat partner. Look at your seat partner. I'm done. Tell your seat partner, be consistent. Uh, look at your other seat partner and tell them, be consistent.
Because I'm telling you, if you want the blessing that God has with your name on it, you and I must be consistent. We must be consistent. I know I'm right. For this man, story ends with this man being healed. The Bible declares that it was the Sabbath. But he goes into the temple. And when he goes into the temple, the religious leaders of the day want to know how he was able to be healed on the Sabbath day. And the Bible lets us know they find him in the temple. I told you, Union Wesley, I'm done. He's in the temple. It's a feast. And at this feast, everybody had to bring a lamb. You brought a lamb so that the lamb might be slaughtered. You brought a lamb so that the blood might cover you of your sin. When the man first met Jesus, he didn't have a lamb. But after he met Jesus, he went into the temple because Jesus was his lamb. He is the lamb that was slain. The lamb whose blood was shed. Jesus is the lamb and because of Jesus I got a right to be here because of Jesus I'm qualified because of Jesus I'm justified because of Jesus I have a right you have a right to be here come on let's give the lamb that was slain let's give him whose blood was shed let's give him Praise and glory for what he has done.